Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome. Welcome. Happy Monday. It is January 17th. We are back. It's Monday, so you know what time it is. Shout out to everybody on tube. Shout out to the earners that are jumping into the room right now. It's another glorious one. We are blessed to be here. So we got to share our blessings. MLK Day. Why not? Day of service. Why not? Hopefully everybody engaged in some type of service in their community in honor of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Yes, 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 yes. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be a big show tonight. Shout out to everybody out there. Shout out to Atlanta. Shout out to my man, Kenny Burns. KB. Well, yeah, definitely, definitely. A day of, of remembrance and a day of service. Yeah, for sure. Before anything how else. Doing, fellas? What's going on, brother? Man, how you feeling? Feel good, man. How are you? I'm good, man. Happy to be here. Happy Monday. Yes, 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 yes. It's a nice sweater, man. Thank you, man. Trying to step it up. Man, <laughs> jacket off. This is my peaceful sweater, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no Negan today. I'm Glenn. Yeah, it's, so, it's, it's giving yeah. me uh, it's giving me Carl Thomas vibes. Yeah, emotional. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Happy Monday, everybody. Shout out to all the earners, everybody in Red Panda. Love y'all dearly. Pandas, everybody what's up? YouTube, let's go. What's Shout going? out to the Red Panda family. What's what up? Going? What up with y'all? What's going on? What's going on? So yeah, before we start, I think it's definitely important to um, pay homage to the great Martin Luther King Jr who uh, is a world leader, not just a, a civil rights leader, a world leader who helped change uh, the direction of civilization mm-hmm. through um, nonviolent measures, mm-hmm. which is extremely hard to do um, and was assassinated for it, but paid the ultimate price for freedom, which was his life. Um, and, you know, a tremendous uh, man who was a family man, a religious man, obviously, freedom fighter, economic 
fighter as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. towards the later part of his years. That's something that he became extremely passionate about yeah, as far like as leave that part out. economic economic rights. He was more than just, you know, a dreamer. He was, you know, a doer. So, um, yeah, I think it's important to, um, you know, not only just remember that one speech that he had about his dream, but, you know, look at his life, look at his service and um, see how we all can uh, take a piece mm-hmm. of what he he did, his vision um, to move the world forward. Yeah, we could all find a little piece of his his vision and say we can do more. I always like things like that. Like we could do more. There's something that we can be doing to not only help ourselves, but our communities, our environment, the world in general. So uh, yeah, like I said, hopefully everybody took that day and the day and, and, and found something to do inside their communities, if not inside their homes or do with their children uh, to remember this, this great man. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, the, the stock market is closed today, but it is a day of service. So I was talking to my brother, Kenny Burns today, shout out to Kenny Burns. And um, he was like, you know, your service is this, this is your service. Mm. So um, I feel like, you know, this is our give back. This is our service. So, you know, it's only right that we're still here, even though the stock market is closed, we're still here. So hopefully, you know, we'll be able to provide some information that um, could help change somebody's life. Yeah, I like comments quote. I think he said, uh, I'm fighting the same dream that made Martin Luther the King. We're fighting the same dream, so let's do it. Yes, yes. Um, all right, so I'll, I'll get into it um, before we get started. This week, big week for EYL. Shout out to Nikki Saunders. If you don't know who Nikki is, Nikki is- hey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she does. I know she she does Ian's con- a lot of content for Ian. Yeah, she um is the content director for Eric Thomas, yep. the legendary ET, and um she's on the cutting edge of creating content. So this is an episode we haven't really talked about this in depth for a long time, but the whole episode is devoted to content creation. Everybody's been talking about you know content creators, the creator economy. Uh-huh. In order to be a content creator, you actually have to know how to make content. So we talked about um, all of the different platforms, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, how to monetize on different platforms, how to make different videos with different platforms, apps that she uses to make videos. I chimed in as well because I am a content creator as uh-huh. well. So I added I added my two cents in the conversation, but it's a really dope, really dope episode, how to break down. And um, obviously she knows what she's talking about because she helped grow Eric Thomas's platform from a couple hundred thousand followers on Instagram to over 2 million followers on Instagram. And um, I might know it too about that as well. Mm-hmm. Ernie Alicia has over a million followers on Instagram. So it's a, thank you. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so it's a dope and, and, and she's a, just a dope person too. Extremely yeah. humble, down to earth, cool, um, so yeah, I'm glad that we got a chance to do that yeah. with her. It's amazing to watch like a genius at work. And uh, when she speaks, you can hear the genius. It's yeah. very evident. Um, so that was dope. Um, and then she has her own show. Shout out to, to uh, Nikki and Moose Podcast. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I checked it. Yeah, they gave us a huge shout out on their platform. So it's only right. We just showing some love back. They had the team and they just built with us, man. They, they came, they kicked it. They took some advice. We showed them some kicks, gave some 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 new words of gems and um, I could tell how intently they were listening that they got something big that they're working on. They didn't tell us yeah. what they're working on, but yeah, they're working on something big. There's something over there that they're yeah. working on. Um, mm-hmm. And that's our thing. Like if, if we can help in any way and give advice or give living testimonies from our experience to help another show or anybody in our community advance, we all for that. And so that's how we pay it, pay it forward. So yeah, man, shout out to her. Check out that episode. It is amazing. If you don't know how to create content, all you need to do is watch this episode. Yeah. Straight up. So that's tomorrow, eight o'clock. 
um, EYL University. I'm teaching a class on Saturday. I just looked on the schedule. Janet, we actually got to move my class back because um, I have a flight in the morning. But I'll be teaching a class Saturday on finance, my financial planning class. Yeah. Maybe Sunday, <laughs> depending on how we how we maneuver this situation. Yeah. Um, what's the class on Wednesday? Wednesday, we have Lawrence. It's, it's the third uh, Wednesday of the month. So Lawrence will be back um, teaching stock investing. Uh, he might dabble a little quick. Yeah. On it. We'll 101, yeah. like how to onboard, onboarding how to get uh, up and running, how to open an account. And then also before I get started, I want to give a major shout out to the city of Los Angeles. Shout out to my boy, Matt Barnes and Jack. Stevens. Yeah, yeah. Stat, uh, what up? Legendary. Yeah, all the smoke and the whole team, the whole team. Shout out to my boy, Gary Owen. Appreciate the hospitality. Shout out to my brother, 19 Keys. Yes, yes. Appreciate the hospitality. And we connected with a bunch of other people that we really can't talk about right now, but. <laughs> Just know anytime we go to LA, legendary situation. Shout out to Chaz Yasmin. Shout out to Marvin. Shout out to the whole team mm -hmm. at UTA. Yeah, Cliff, so Joe, Cliff. What's up, family. Shout out to everybody in LA, man. We got a lot of hospitality everywhere we went. Um, and Gina, shout out to Gina over at uh, All the Smoke. Uh, she put all the, the dots together. So shout out to her. Yeah, shout out to Miss Diddy for connecting all the dots for us out there, too. She, she put a lot of strings together for us. So, you know, so love, love is love. Every time we in Los Angeles, one of my favorite places. So, all right. I won't hog up the mic for too long. Um, Troy, yeah, yeah, yeah. to you. Um, so, Ernest, uh, we want to let you know about a great choice if you're looking to bank or invest. Ally is a leading digital financial service company with passionate customer service, innovative financial solutions, and are relentlessly focused on doing it right for both customers and our communities. So get with Ally so you can save, invest, and spend on the things that matter to you most. For everything we need, we're all better off with an Ally. Shout out to the good folks over at Ally. Love you. You want me to do the disclaimer or you want to make some announcements first? Yeah, announcements. Uh, we'll be doing a stock club call tonight after with me and the Dream Team. And I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. All right. So folks, do your own research. You know how this works. If you're a newcomer, Welcome. If you've been a vet, if you're a Market Monday's vet, you know the rules. Do your own research. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It's very important to do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any, that's right, any information that you found on our show and wish to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or Otherwise, shout out to all of y'all that are doing your own research and doing your own homework and sending me DMs about the homework you're doing and show me your entry points because you heard something on Market Mondays. Salute to all of y'all and everybody who's in the beginning of their journey. Salute to you too. This is the perfect place to get all the information you need. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So, all right, let's jump into this. Let's jump in right away. Um, the five things you should do in this market. A lot of people are panicking, a little yep. nervous. Got off to a rocky start. What's the five things you should do in this market? Uh, number one, you want to check. Everyone write this down. You want to check to make sure the stocks that you are investing in, that Vanguard and BlackRock have them as a top five holding. If not, you need to reconsider letting them go. For those of you who don't know, Vanguard and BlackRock are the market makers. They're the most important hedge funds in the space. Um, so if they do not have a stock that you like in their portfolio, you probably should let it go. Please realize that while this market is coming down because of increasing inflation, even if it goes higher, this is a great time to build a base. Number two, please put build a base. Um, the number of shares that you have in your portfolio matters more than the price. And I know it's not easy when a market is getting beat up, but 
it doesn't matter if you have Apple at $10 and you only have two shares, or you'd rather have 10,000 or 25,000 shares at an average price a little bit higher. So when you go to liquidate, you can sell off and be rich in the process. I need you to do your homework and I need you to pick 10 stocks in the American market that will work in any environment. So I wanna ask you guys a tough question. If China becomes the number one economic power in the next five years, what are the only the 10 stocks that would do well if China is number one and then we, and then we go to number two? Because what happened last year and the years prior because quantitative easing was so high, everyone began to take the market for granted and say, hey, I can just pick anything at any time and it's gonna to go to the moon and it did. And then when inflation changed and quantitative easing changed and the Fed changed their plan, the things that were going to the moon are now uh, driving, being driven into the ground. So there are only maybe 10 or 15 companies in terms of American equities that will last if we are not the number one leader in the global economy anymore. Number four, go heavier on index funds. I know you get tired of me saying it, but two tech, two index. If you are worried about, and if your portfolio right now is keeping you up, we haven't even seen the worst of it. But please be mindful, every point of exposure to every top company, let Vanguard do the work for you. If Bank of America or any company falls out of favor of JP Morgan, you'll be good. They will reallocate for you. Please put in chat, automation is king. So you want to not only automate your investment, but have asset managers that are better than you do the work for you. Trust me, Vanguard is on top of it, which companies to have in the portfolio. And then number five, you need to research year over year from 1940 every year. I want you to write it down. What has been the return every year? And it will give you some sense of confidence. This year, we'll probably be anywhere from seven to 11%. It won't be like last year. It won't be a, a rock star year. We will be up. Um, it'll be a little bit more difficult, especially in comparison to last year. If you're used to getting 20 and 30%, 40% as a newbie, and it was easy, that won't be here. But once you do that research and see what the returns are every year and see really once in only seven to 10 years, we truly have a down market, you won't be as shocked about the things that we're dealing with right now. Can I add to yours? Absolutely. That's a, that's a solid five. And I guess the ones I kind of have fit into the five that you have. And so okay. the first one you said, so they, they don't panic. I think that's rule number one. Don't panic. Yeah. And the only way to not panic shout is, out to French. Shout out to French, is, to, <laughs> is to really understand those year over year returns. So <laughs> if you understand that and you're looking long term vision, you'll have less angst in some of your decisions. Yeah. And so my number one was don't panic. My number two was understand who you are and where you are in your journey. And so when I say understand who you are, understand what type of investor you are. Right. What's your risk tolerance? Are you conservative? Are you looking for growth? Are you looking for understand who you are as an investor? Okay, and understand that if you're at the beginning of your journey, right, don't compare it to somebody else's. Don't compare some, your chapter one to chapter 36 of somebody else's financial journey. This is your chapter. And so that kind of goes hand in hand of understanding who you are and the way you're going to invest. So that's vitally important. Um, you said, uh, have you on indexes? I agree with you. So I said, find long-term positions, go heavy on ETFs and index funds as well. Right. Because these are if, if you're at the beginning of your journey, these are some safer place to be invested in. But also, uh, and this is kind of like my number four is find your number. What's your buying number going to be? Right. Uh -huh. Because if the market pulls back 
and you already have, if you've done your research and you studied your year uh, over year returns, and you know this is going to be your buy-in number, you actually are looking forward to the pullbacks so you can actually get in the position where you want because yep. you're going to have it at a lower price point and you're going to have it long-term. Um, so I agree with all the ones you said, and those are just like, uh, not even asterisks. Additions. Additions to what yeah. you said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think um, definitely I just want to just talk about the index fund part a little bit because you had talked about it last week a little bit, but I think I don't know if people actually understood the full um, breath of what you said. So especially for new beginners, who the va- I feel I have a suspicion that the vast majority of people are new investors or still like in the amateur phases. It's, yeah. it's, you have to be careful of the vocal minority. On social media, like you go on like different shade room and all that. And it's like a bunch of like negative comments. You could put somebody's grandmother on, so on shade room. Somebody's going to say she's ugly. But the problem is that it's still a vocal minority. The vast majority of people don't feel like that, but it feels like it because the minority have, have a loud voice. Same thing with investing. I'm noticing like, no matter what you say about investing, somebody's going to be like, Oh, that's not true. You can double leverage this and make 20, like thousand percent. And you start to feel like everybody's an expert. Mm -hmm. What it does is that it makes the people that's not experts. That's just beginning feel uncomfortable. That's real. the vast majority of people are not that. So I say that to say, he has to talk about this index fund. The reason why Ian talks about indexes a lot, and he said it last week, is that it gives you a hedge. So like if you're in the tech, right, and people saying like a sector rotation or tech is going down, da 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 well, that's one of the benefits of having an index fund because the index fund, you have the total market, either total market or 500, S&P 500. Yeah. So now if one sector is doing bad you're not you don't have all your eggs in one basket mm-hmm. so that's that's like it's like a safety net where the index fund and that's why when mark cuban says that he's invested in the russell two, the russell 2000, 2000. Yep. and then he said like netflix and i think i think microsoft another like tech company so this is why the index fund is imperative to your investment pyramid is like a foundational base mm-hmm. not to say that you you only have to do index funds but it's the safest play when it comes to investing you're not going to lose money long term with index funds and it gives you broad range diversification amongst pretty much all areas every major yeah of the economy so me personally i put money into an index fund last week i put money into to the s&p 500 and i put money into vti um so you know <clears throat> practice what we preach but i just want to just put that out there because i feel like um not enough people they might not fully understand the index fund and why that's important yeah it was uh amazon amazon netflix for mark Cuban. yeah and shout out to hill harper who just texted us (laughs) i appreciate you on the check-in on the the (laughs) check-in um one 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 thing before we go so you said um make sure the first thing to see if blackrock how can they see if blackrock is invested you literally go oh. to Google and say and type in what are the top investments of BlackRock and Vanguard. Mm. You're gonna see overlap. So for my music heads, it's like Interscope and Universal, loving one artist and, and investing in them both. Um, if the, those two dominant forces have overlap and they take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. 
four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about. In your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. So your weekly grocery run can feel even more productive, and that morning coffee can taste like a little victory. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities to get lower rates on loans. Like for a new ride or finally having a home to call your own. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime Secured Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com slash build. That's Chime.com slash build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FTIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Both have them. You have a home run. There's a certain level of safety. If they're not in either, you want to stay completely away. And, and this works in every industry. Every industry, there's usually two companies that run the entire space and you wanna see what they are doing and try to recreate their strategy because the liquidity that we need to keep these companies afloat are gonna be there because they are backing them. If they're not there, it's usually a sign like Josh talked about last week. Uh, and everybody put in chat, what was the biggest lesson you learned from last week? Um, but if the liquidity is not there, you can put your money into it. Like some people did Zoom and then it fell apart. That's why it's always important to see what the top two players in the space are thinking before you make an investment into a company. Dean, can we do something real quick? Can, can I share my screen so we can show them? Yep. You want to do that? All right, let's real quick. We'll do this really quickly so we can show you how to see if BlackRock is involved. So this is on, on uh, eTrade.com. Don't mind all my tabs. I'm working. <laughs> all right, so here you go. You type in, you type in uh, Apple. Obviously, this is a company. This is really quickly so we can show you how to do it. Um, down here, you see all these tabs, snapshot charts, news, options, analyst research, insider activity, historical quotes. You want to click insider activity? Yep. Right? Right here, you have two options. Right in the middle of the page, right under analyst research, you see ownership. Let's click ownership. Boom. It tells you right here, and this is key. I mean, uh, Josh is talking about it. Let's see who owns it, right? Mm -hmm. Let's see who owns it. And you look at the, the percentages uh, of... This non-institutional, you see it here, 40%, 47%. And we have investment managers, 50%. So almost 50-50. But when you scroll down on the page, oh, look at here. Top owners right up in here. See that company right there? When we talk okay. about when you see BlackRock, you know it's a solid uh, tech investment. This is how you see the owners. And then you can see actually the mutual funds that are involved in it. So just a real quick synopsis of how to find who owns and who's actually invested in these companies? You're all welcome. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna give you a full. We're gonna give you a full a full breakdown of the market today. We're gonna talk about so many different things. It's gonna be yeah, a I can't wait. Full, full, full course meal. So the next eye. So we talked about things that you should do. We talked about index funds. We talked about institutions. How to find institutions um, that are actually invested. So what's the five biggest trading mistakes that people make in a market like this? Moving from investing to trading and there is a difference mm. yeah the, the biggest mistakes right now is chasing moves either way so because we had a huge drop last week everyone's putting on puts and everyone's looking for shorts number one please write, write this down do not get biased the direction of the market long term is always up 
So you may have a three to six week window where you can short the market, but if you're trying to recreate Michael Burry's The Big Short, now is not the time. Two, people begin to leverage and put in too much capital because you're hearing all of the news that, that is coming out, uh, coming out. I don't mind you seeing what senators do. And we talked about it six months ago. You can go to Senators Watch and everyone's making the joke about Pelosi. But you don't want to put in so much capital into a crash or into one particular direction that you end up ruining your trading account, hoping that it's going to go a particular way. Whenever you ask someone, hey, do you think the market is going to go either way? It's usually a sign that you have too much capital in the market. So please be mindful. Number three, because your long-term account is getting beat up, you then begin to trade too much. Number three is overtrading. I'll say it now. I only want you to take 24 trades maximum on the year. Ideally, if you are a beginner, I want you to take 10. Please write that in chat. Because there's so much uncertainty, and I've told you guys before, media makes a lot of money off of the clickbait of a market dropping. Now, all of a sudden, in every newsletter, you'll see this billionaire sold all of his stocks, and these are the three puts or the three shorts he's going to have, for, and then it never pans out, right? And, and like Josh talked about with headlines with Kathy, Elon, Michael Burry's another one. He always drives clicks for newsletters and sites. Please be mindful of that. Number four, thinking that you have to make up all of your losses <laughs> in a two or four week period because the market went down a little bit. Please, if you are down 10,000 bucks, 1,000 bucks, don't think that you need to trade your way to get back to break even. Because, and, put, and be honest, how many of you will be better off since you've been watching the show if you never trade it and just put all the excess money that you have into the market long-term? And I know every crash feels absolutely different, but, and even with inflation going up and even with the adjustment in quantitative easing, the market is gonna be the market. There's gonna be five or six dominant companies uh, domestically and internationally that are going to run the world. That's been true of any market cycle that we've been in. And then number five, constantly changing your plan. So last year, I told you guys, when people are talking to you about sector rotation, I said, you're going to rotate yourself in, in the poverty. Because when I'm talking to those that run big funds, that's not front of mind. What is your strategy through and through? My strategy is long-term, two-tech, to index, I know if inflation go, goes above 15%, the strategy is then destroyed. So you need to know when your strategy doesn't work. I need to do one swing trade per month. And if the market goes down, I can trade the futures market to make a bunch of capital. If it goes up, I can trade the futures market. And the most important thing in trading is proper use of leverage and knowing how many trades I have to take inside of a year. I don't change. I don't give a damn if Buffett comes on with Charlie and Kathy and Mark and say, I'm not changing it. So many people change strategy. And a lot of you had strategies that would have worked, but you change them mid course. And now you have to go learn another strategy all over again. And the reason I have confidence in my strategy, I've been running it for 10 years. I've seen every, when Trump got elected, for those of you who were in the market, Trump winning was supposed to decimate the market. And I thought it was going to happen too. I was up trading that entire night. The market went up. It was the first time ever he was actually presidential. The people tapped him on the shoulder and said, hey, I need you to go out here and be calm. Otherwise, some things could happen, right? And he was calm. And then the market slowly went up because the market liked certainty. Stop changing your strategy for me, for Rashad, for Troy, for anybody else, because at the end of the day, only you 
care about your financial well-being and only you are going to be able to take care of your family off the decisions that you make. Number five, do not change your strategy. Uh, all right, solid. Those are solid. But I mean, also, I wanted to add before yeah. we go to the next thing. No, um, I was going to add too, but go ahead. The um, trying to make up for losses, that's actually a gambling strategy um, uh-huh. that people apply in investing. So it's like if, you at, if you're at the blackjack table in Vegas and you lose, um, and let's say you lose $5,000, a regular person, you would think to say, okay, I lost 5,000, I'm done, right? But a gambler doesn't think like that. A gambler yeah. thinks, okay, if I can get this back, not only will I be up 5,000, but I actually, I actually, not only will I break even, but I can actually, so what do you do? The old adage, run it back, double mm-hmm. or nothing. Yeah. If you're in a dice game, mm-hmm. double or nothing. So mm-hmm. it's the same people, it's the same strategy that people use when investing. The problem with that is being psychologically proven that whenever you lost, now you're not really thinking rational anymore. So Never. now you lost your option trade. So now you double down on a short-term option to try to get back the mm-hmm. money that you lost. Like let's say in like an ARC option call, right? So now what happens is that you're actually compounding the losses. What, mm-hmm. What's gonna happen before you know it is that you're gonna be down so bad mm-hmm that you you might not be able to recover. Yeah. It's gonna break your spirit and you're gonna yeah. leave. Honestly, if you're black, you're gonna leave the market for three years. Yeah, that's, that's and that, that and people are saying it too, but it, that was gonna to add to what you were saying, Ian, is like, that's the emotional part, right? Like people get emotional and that's because they didn't have a plan. And so the plan is supposed to be in place, right? We always say into, before you enter a position, know where you're gonna exit. But a lot of times, and this is like, I'd add number six, like a big star, the one of the biggest mistakes is that people buy high and sell low, right? Like they bought these numbers. It won't like, wait. It won't wait, yeah. right? Like, oh, Troy, you said one sixty for 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 uh for for block, which was square, and they're like, well, it's at one forty now. And I'm like, okay, that means great. I mean, I'm going to dollar cost average down. I still like that price at that number, but people will say, you know what? It hit one forty. I got it at 170. I'm not, I'm going to cut my losses here. And it's like, all right, well that's trading. And so understanding. So I guess that would kind of be like my number two is like understanding the difference between a trade and an investment. Uh-huh. Right. So like investing is a long-term thing, right? We're, we're leaving it. Some of us are putting it in custodial accounts. Great. Those of us who are trading are saying, all right, well I'm down. I'm going to cut my, my losses short right here and take the rest of my money. Right. Not having the patience, but that comes to understanding what type of trader you are. So it goes back to the, what you should be doing in this type of environment, understanding who you are, what's your risk tolerance. If it goes down 10%, are you leaving? Mm-hmm. Right. If it goes down 15, 20%, what's your stop loss limit? Or do you even have a stop loss? Like these type of things aren't happening. So chasing, uh, buying high, selling low and losing discipline. And also another gambling principle. So you can learn a lot from studying casinos. The reason Absolutely. why like people that gamble a lot, they don't have to pay to go to casino. They not only do they get free rooms, they get free meals, they get free shows, they get free everything. The reason why is that if you if you keep them gambling, they're gonna lose eventually. Mm-hmm. That's the movie Casino. Mm-hmm. Remember Casino? Um, yeah. And he, he said keep them keep them gambling because they it's proven. No matter how good you are, the longer you gamble, the higher your chances of losing. Same thing with gambling in the stock market. What happens is that you do an option or whatever, and you win, and but you didn't really deserve the win. You just got lucky. So yeah. what happens is that. Now the adrenaline is rushing and you do it again. You might even win again. Mm -hmm. Now the third time you lose, but you're still on the rush from the times that you won. So you keep double before you know it, 
the losses outweigh the yeah. wins. Because the problem is you actually gain capital from the first two wins. So wow. it's like, ah, I'm gonna put most, I'm gonna put more down to see if I can do it again. And then it doesn't work out the way you, you, you planned it, and now you lost it all. Like you're gonna give it back. Yeah, you always give it back. Yeah. The house always wins. That's a yep. fact. And even with that, I want to say there's no such thing as house money. So if you guys win five thousand, you're like, yo, if I lose, I go back. <laughs> no, that is a that is your money that you took from the house. And the reason they call it the house is money because they know if you continue to play, they're gonna get their money back. Number of shots. So shot selection, right? Russ was getting killed the other day, and he'll recover and do well. Invest in trading. MMA, boxing, it's all about shot selection. How many shots will you take at the right time? And then I put this earlier um, on Instagram and Twitter. Like if you're not disciplined, don't trade. If you're too emotional, don't trade. If you can't take instruction, don't trade. If you can't follow a plan, don't trade. If you haven't mastered one thing in 10 years, don't trade. Do, do you think that these platforms could lessen your losses at 5% of your account value Yes, the automation and the tools are there. The coding is there to do it, but it's not done because it is their job to maximize how much money they have coming in. You, you can teach a person till you're blue in the face, but it's not about the instructional lessons that matter. It is the system. Like the reason why Phil was able to win so much with Tex and Michael and then with LA is the system that they created within the triangle offense. You can argue Phil probably wasn't even a better coach than Pat Riley. System was way better though did not deviate from system. Brady, we just saw, does not deviate from system. There are a lot of players. Uh, Dak, I know they call you that every Sunday. But, <laughs> but Dak, so, in some hey. instances, arguably is better than Brady. More athletic. In what instance? Better. Okay. No, right. uh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Well, yes. some would argue, right? Who's, no, no, no. Who scrambles with 14 seconds with no timeout? <laughs> <laughs> but system, and, 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 and to tie into the point, even with that, once you do, like, a good book, please write this down, The Power of Habits. Once you begin to get the dopamine rush from doing the right thing and taking the right action, man, it's really rewarding. And that's why I always tell you guys, if you have insecurities or inner traumas that you're working through, you can't trade. Because if you have traumas, you're going to focus more on the self-sabotage than you are the acceleration of your business. I'm going to be very honest. There are people that are probably as talented as me, Troy, and Rashad, but I don't see them consistently put out content. Even in trading, there's a lot of people that started with me in 2009 and 10 who had more skill set, knew more. They were inside the industry. They actually worked at a big fund. They actually knew the real market makers. They knew what the real prices were. They wouldn't get up and do it every day. That's the only thing that separated me from everybody that I started with was willingness to do this every day. And I burned every other boat behind me. So once you get that on your side, man, the upside is amazing. But in a market like this, and we'll talk about it later, you need to write this down. You need to have a wealth fortress. If you are suffering a lot, in this market, which hasn't even been down a lot, it means that you don't have enough revenue streams and enough financial systems in place to keep you afloat. And one thing should not weigh your financial ecosystem or your financial household down. Yeah, shout out to the Cowboys. Why? Why are you talking about the Cowboys? The Americans team. Are they not America's team? They're the most popular team. That's America's team, <laughs> America's team. They had a tough one. America's team was actually supposed to be Pittsburgh, but I, for, I forgot what happened, but in a Brandon deal, 
it's Cowboys, close yeah. actually. Then number yeah, two, end up getting it. Yep. Yeah, most, most Jerry Jerry Jones. It, I, it, it was a story. Brilliant. About, yeah, yeah, it was something that happened with the TV deal or something. TV rights, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, Jerry Jones. Yeah, he in '89 he bought the team. You know, you know his real name is. Isn't it Gerald? No. What is it? Ian, you know? No, I don't know this one. Go ahead. I'm stumped. Jarrell. Jarrell. I thought it was Jarrell. That's the most blackest name ever. Shout out wow. to Jarrell. Jarrell Jones. <laughs> Shout out to Jarrell. I've never, I've Jarrell. never met a white person named Jarrell. Jarrell Jones. Shout out to my Relly. Shout out to Relly. Yeah, shout out to, I, know few, I, know, I know a few people named Jarrell. Shout out to my man, Dink. Jarrell. I know a few people named Jarrell. Relly, what up? <laughs> yes. Jerry. Jerry Jones. Real name is Jarrell. Um, staying on the trading uh, topic. What are some four four trading tips from the dream team? Yeah, I wanted to chime in and get a different perspective. So it wasn't just us. So I asked them, what did they think? Um, shout out to the dream team. Um, number one, uh, Pierre said, don't borrow money or quit your job to trade. I know everyone has this fantasy. And I'll tell you, entrepreneurship is not easy. For, my, for any business owner, any entrepreneur that's been full time, can you please write in chat if business and doing business full time is easy or not? Because the sacrifices that you're going to have to make and especially for black men, the, the lack of balance that's there sometimes is really tough. So don't borrow money to trade under any circumstances and don't quit your job to trade. If you have a job that is providing you consistent income, insurance, stability, when you have the job, it's going to allow you to trade better. Your trades are a hell of a lot tougher when all of your income has to come from that. And here's what happens. You'll quit. You have an incredibly liquid market. And then you quit your job, liquidity draws up. And you're like, what the hell happened? The market was just smooth two months ago. And now you had a pressure on top of you. Number two, master two indicators. And that's it. I don't care what anyone else says. The two that I look at, I don't look at anything else outside of that. Can I trade ranges and breakout? Yes, do all of it. But once you master two moves, you're good. And those two indicators have to work in every market condition. Up market, down market, flat, high inflation, low inflation, squeeze, the liquidity, like in how the format, Forex market dried up and then went to crypto. It has to work in every market. Number three, um, only trade your setup and nothing else. Be honest with me. Put this in chat. How many of you learned a setup? I don't care what setup it is. And then you deviate. If you learned on the one hour, you then traded the 30 minute or the two hour or the four hour or the day or, right? Trade one setup. Master the hell out of it. Don't deviate. Number four, you need one target. And if it's one thing I'm going to do better this year, I'm going to push you guys to one target. Uh, for those of you that was at InvestFast and, and got the Holy Trinity, you know what the target is. But if you guys are trading NASDAQ, 800 ticks, if you're trading futures, is what your target should be. 100 ticks stop loss. After 200 ticks, lock in 40 and let it run. Please put one target in chat. And then finally, my last piece of advice, only 24 trades on a year. I know it's not sexy because everyone wants a big home run, right? But when a market is how it is the last couple of weeks, you really see who's been following their plan. In an up market, like last year, you were able to get wins even if you didn't know what you were doing. Now we get to see, okay, great. Who's sticking to a plan? Who's panicking? Now over the last two, three, four years, have you bought five, 600 shares, 700 shares or something. And then also your trading should get a hell of a lot easier. So if we open up on CNBC and they're screaming, the futures market is down 200 points or 300 points before we get started, you should know that we're going to fall. You should be looking to short. You want to short at the top of the mountain or top of the market and then ride it down, hit your target, walk away and leave. 
But oftentimes we get so hyped and say, well, I can short the market, then ride it back up and I'm going to short it back down. And then it's that gambler's mentality. Please put in chat, I will not gamble with my money. I will invest and trade to win. And I know it's something very simple, but when I ask most people, are you investing to make money, be rich or be free? Half of the people don't say no. I mean, don't say yes. Uh, you know, I just want to get, you know, two, 300. I just want to get 500. I'm like, no, but why only take 500 if you can hit seven or 8,000 and then take half of that money and then put it back into the long term? So number one, don't borrow money or quit your job to trade. Number two, master two indicators. Number three, only trade your setup and don't trade anything else. Number four, you need to focus on one target. And number five, only 24 trades on the year. That's it. Two, games, two, two per month. Chime in. It, I want you guys to chime in as well and give different perspectives. Yeah. No. I uh well, first I gotta say, hit the like button, ladies and gentlemen. We are fastly approaching 7,000 people on the check-in. So Love take take a minute, take a minute to like the video. Um, we will be talking about metaverse, but mm -hmm. We have to get more likes first. Yeah, I'll just I'll just add really quickly in because I, I know like the two indicators like that you speak speak about all the time. I would suggest that people uh, get an understanding of all indicators and then figure out which two are best for you, right? Because a lot of times we could tell them we could tell them and they're like, all right, well the seventy two EMA I, I really don't I kind of like using the fifty. Well, let's mm -hmm. understand what EMA is first. Let's understand what MACD is first. Let's start understand what the RSI is first. Yeah, let's understand you know all these things and so it's like all right, well these work for me um so i'll just add that well, well can, can i try even with that if yeah. we if we tell them to study every indicator not not study them just understand what they are see right so there's a difference between like i'm becoming obsessed with what rsi is and i'm yeah. looking at every chart and finding the rsi or versus understanding what the rsi is so would you say for beginners the the bollinger bands and the uh ema, EMA. 100 uh, you, I mean, I, I honestly, I honestly think whatever indicator someone will obey, fellas. Okay, now look to your lady while you watch your market Mondays and say, "Baby, <laughs> can I go study every woman but you and to understand you better?" Could support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient? Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. How you do one, how you do one, you can look. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, for some of you who have not had them options, sometimes <laughs> you can look so much and have too much variety, you ruin the main thing. I'm telling you from personal experience, not nothing if, well, that Well, that would imply you've got a main thing. No theory, huh? Right. If you got a main thing until you got to find the main thing, you got to date till you, until you get married. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but, but going back to where my setups came from, everyone, please type in chat. What, <laughs> oh, for real. That, that's really good. Yeah. What, are the, what are the two moves that Michael Jordan was most known for? Uh, I mean, fade away. Steve first. Kerr pushed him, pushed no, him. Stop, fade away. Stop, stop, stop. Fade away. Stop. Right. <laughs> and uh, I would, I would put the, I mean, free throw line dunk, probably. No, that's not a move. I mean, his highlight like, move. He means I go, go. I guess reverse layup. Reverse like, layup. NBA yeah, no, yeah, yeah. he did the reverse layup one time. Nah, he he means like time. something that he actually does. Fade away. So what's the other one? What's the other one? Fade away. That's one. What's the other one? Yep. My my hoopers know, and I, I'm saying this for a reason. Every great player. <laughs> that's funny. And write this for Steph as well. Right. Every great player has a go-to move. Yeah. As a trader, why do you not have a go-to setup? If your life is on the line, what setup are you going to trade? Now, that setup should be what you use every time. Because the correlations that I look at from sports and everything in nature, what you're going to see across life, you're going to see the same parallels. The top 5% had the same habits. The top 1% in every industry usually had the same habits. Um, all high performers have go-to moves. Barack Obama had go-to speeches during times of need uh buffett has like a go-to person which is um his right munger that he gets counsel from munger has a charlie yeah like has a person that he goes to most people are winging it too much and if you don't know what your go-to setup is what your perfect setup is you're going to get in a lot of trouble so please write this down you need one move that you master that is going to give you the championship and money that, that you need. But what was so, why'd you laugh about the fadeaway? No, you said step back. I, I, I said fadeaway. You said step, step back. He, he had, had no step back. He didn't have a step back. No, James Harden has a step back. No, James Harden reinvented the step back. He reinvented it. He reinvented Who, it. Jordan didn't have a step back. He had a step back. Did not have a step back. Put in chat if Jordan had a step so back. So what's, what's the two moves, Ian? What's the two moves? Fadeaway and step back. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What of step course, back? I got, he had a step back, bro. I need somebody DM me he had a step back, bro. Step back. He had a step back, bro. Tell me one, like, give me a highlight where he has a step I, I don't, back. What do you mean a highlight? He had a step back. It's like 20 years ago. I'm not like Rain Man. <laughs> nah, bro. I, I mean, no. and, and even with that, you can make parallels. Well, and I'll tell you one correlation. And Dom, I won't go too crazy. But understanding the probabilities <laughs> of. You did not have. You did not have. You did not have. Percentage shots that he made. He was the greatest, probably superstar mid-range shooter, right? So from that, I took away opposed to always trying to get 800 points. Why not have a setup where I can easily get 200? 
So that'd be like my layup and then go for the long target. That's why I always tell you guys, if you study everything, you'll start to see the correlations and everything. Even how Brady sets up his plays. Look at when Brady needs a first down, what is the average number, this is for the snipers, the average number of yards of completion that he'll have. Write that number down, correlate that. So if it's three yards, make it three points. If it's 10 yards, write that down because there's correlations between top athletes. And what I'm doing is I'm using sports, MMA, other parallels to tie in to the market and see what targets should be. And when you plot them out over time, you'll see that it all lines up to be the same. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, too. Thank you, Ernest. Shout out to Mike Jordan. All right, so let's, let's, <laughs> let's get into this. Let's get into this. Speaking um, of basketball. Yeah, speaking of basketball. Shout out to everybody on YouTube. Hit the like button. I love um, y'all dealing. The, the, all right. The, the Brooklyn Nets. Um, the Brooklyn Nets became the first American sports team to enter the metaverse. It broke um, today. Uh, with the Netiverse, mm-hmm. they, they, the Netiverse is over a hundred cameras. They got a whole operation. I actually put a clip on Instagram about it, um, where it's a simulated reality, kind of like, looks like a video game. looks like NBA 2K with better graphics. Um, and yeah, they, uh, they announced it today. They yeah. put out the, you know, visuals of it today. Uh-huh. Not a lot of details about like how people can actually access it, yeah. but they, they are first to market. So this is, I'm, I want to have a, a conversation about a few different things. So I'll, I'll ask a few different questions, but first and foremost, what do you, what you guys think about this? Um, we saw this coming. Um, when, when I first saw the Oculus and I used to get the NBA league pass, one of the things that they used to offer, the first thing they offered was you could actually pick your seat in the arena. Kind of like when SeatGeek shows you where you're going to sit mm-hmm. and so you can sit and watch. So we kind of saw this coming. It was very interesting to see it now. I don't think that was a live game because I know like they're on the road tonight. Um, and so it was interesting. It was like, are you going to be watching a live game? Or are you going to be watching a replay? And so the basis of it is a hundred 3d imaging cameras throughout the arena and they record and they can actually put images like again, a second. And so it'd be interesting to see, like you can, based on that technology, you could be standing on the court while the game's going on and be fully immersed in it, which is pretty crazy. I mean, that, that pretty much changes uh, court size seats, right? Yeah. Well, my well, first shout out to 19 Keys who allowed us to um try out the Hololens of Microsoft. How you like it? Crazy, right? Um, we didn't really have a full experience because it was kind of rushed for time. So, oh, okay. um, yeah, I mean, I could kind of see the potential in it, but it was like set to his setting, so we didn't really get the full the full experience of of it. I don't think. Um, you play with the Oculus yet? No, yeah, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't. It's, Troy has, but so I that's haven't. fully immersed. This is more like spatial reality. Yeah, this yeah. is the spatial reality. But yeah. we tried it and um, put it on Instagram, and a lot of people. It was a lot of negative backlash. I don't know why. We just tried on the glasses. I'm not. What, telling was, the, what you. was the feedback? Oh, the Matrix. You're promoting Matrix. You jump in. I'm like, bro. I'm just trying on glasses, bro. Like, I, I don't know all these. All this fake woke gotta stop, bro. Like, y'all gotta chill. First of all, y'all have to chill. At some point, you gotta chill. relax. Can we I have never, a conversation? Relax. Put relax in Yo, chat. I never, relax. I never promoted anything, bro. I just tried on a pair of glasses. I just like to see what it was like. Yeah. I, I'm not Damn. telling you to go smoke crack, like, but that's a different story for a different day. But long story short, I always thought that sports would be the biggest thing for VR. Um AR type of thing, because I'm like, that to me makes the most sense out of everything. Like if you can virtually be ringside with Floyd fighting and you, you can actually feel like 
you know, you're yeah. actually like people paying $30,000 for those tickets. Mm -hmm. So if you could actually be ringside or if you could be courtside and watch LeBron play yeah. and people paying 15,000, but you could only pay $200, but it's actually, so it's interesting to see because what came out today is more, looks like more of a video game experience. Yeah. It's yeah. not how I like imagine it to be at one point where it's actually like a real virtual, like live, but right? that yeah. to me, cause people were saying like, what's the point of, doing this when you can actually just go to the game. But how I envision it, when you can actually be in the, like feel like you're there and like they're running past you, like that's an experience that I think people would pay for. And that's different from actually going, cause unless you're actually sitting courtside, yeah. you're not getting a courtside experience. I think they'll get yeah. to that point where it, you'll actually have it live, right? It's just about how many cameras that you'll be able to put on the court side or how you position them within the arena. The interesting part is that if you look at court side, that's only 30 to 40 seats, right? Mm -hmm. And that's 15,000 maybe per seat, but how, mm -hmm. how many people can buy an Oculus and now you have them paying $99 to be at the same court side. So you could have 50,000 people court side as yeah. opposed to 40. So, so it's this huge business opportunity, right? Yeah. I mean, if, and the thing that I'm really excited about with the NBA and NFL is like, giving the fans a chance to quote unquote meet the players and do locker room experience and all that. Like there's going to be a lot of monetization there. I agree. It doesn't look as good as it should yet, but I think it's a great start. Um, but do we think it's going to have the revenue impact that everyone is projecting? Well, I'll say for the nets. Uh, it's innovative as hell. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think, Right now, probably not, but I think in the future, it definitely has potential. And that's another thing too, people was like, I heard people in the comments saying, um, or oh, I saw people in the comments say like, metaverse is overused thing. Mm. Like, but it's really whatever you make, like there is no such thing as the, what the metaverse is. So it's yeah. really, it, they people saying like, well, everything, they call everything the metaverse. Yeah, well, I mean, it's very broad range. If you even look at the definition of it, it's a, what it, even web 3.0, yeah. it's, these are, these are very broad range topics. So uh -huh. VR, AR, augmented, all of these things can be called metaverse. If you want it to be called metaverse, we're making, we're making future right now. Like mm -hmm. future is happening right now. So you yeah. can't say this is, we're calling everything the metaverse. Well, I mean, Technically, to, if yeah. it fits in the definition of the metaverse. They used to call everything the internet in 95. How'd that work? <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? But one, one, and this is a conversation we had earlier, was like, I think it if it's done right, right, I could see it, them using it in the next two seasons and making it profitable. Yeah. Um, and it has to do with a lot with the, the gaming devices that were being sold. We were privy to some information earlier. They were like, yo, if you look at the sales of the PS5, which was limited because it's out of stock, and you look at the sales of the Xbox, which is limited because it's out of stock, uh -huh. was it one of the number one selling gaming platforms? The Oculus. And so if kids are buying that in bulk, right, because they can't have access to the PS5 or, or the Xbox, it's like, well, if we give them this incentive now, now like, mom, I have to have that. Daddy, I, we can go to the game together. You see what I'm saying? Like, I, I think if they do this right, which I got a good feeling they will, I can yeah. see it in the next two seasons being probable. The, the biggest thing, they have to improve the experience of actually using the hardware. Because anyone, I have Oculus, that's not comfortable. Um, right, so, so long periods, no. Yeah. yeah, so they have to improve upon that, but I think it'll have a great impact on the NFL. But I do want everyone here, I want you to go Google what is the purpose of the metaverse and even with the Matrix thing. 
Uh, we won't do it this week. We, we can have a long breakdown. Was Morpheus a good advocate in the Matrix or evil? And if you look according to Greek mythology, Morpheus is the god of what? I'm gonna tie oh. it into a bigger bigger point next week. For I sure. was good at I was good at Greek. That do was like ninth do grade. your research, but I want to stay on this topic for a little bit <laughs> because uh, you know you hear people like yeah they they um they telling us to focus on buying land in the metaverse while they buying land in real life. Um, a uh-huh. the vast majority of people have not brought any land in the metaverse. Um, True. and the people that the people. The vast majority of people that have purchased land in the metaverse, they're millionaires. They have land in real life. Yep. So you paint a narrative to people that's just not true. Mm-hmm. Like if you're working a nine to five job and you're just struggling to get by, you're not going to buy land in the met. Like that does obviously that doesn't make sense. The, the people that are purchasing land in the metaverse for 50,000, 450,000, they're millionaires. Mm-hmm. You're not purchasing a $50,000 land, land in the metaverse if you're not a millionaire. It's common sense. Hmm. So it's and a lot of them are doing it for marketing too, not to cut you off, but yeah. But I mean, it's just a lot of false narratives that's being like, I feel like this technology, you want to fight it, fight it. It's not, it's not going to change if you fight it. So I'm not saying you have to embrace it one way or the other. I don't have a horse. It doesn't matter to me, Yeah. but people, if you don't tell somebody the information, they say we was left out in the dark and they pulled the fast one on us. Yeah. You tell somebody the information, and you're pushing a narrative and you're doing the devil's work, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Either you want to be informed or you don't want to be informed. Our whole platform is to inform you. Now, what you do with it is up to you. I'm not telling anybody to do anything, but it would be irresponsible for us as a media company not to report on and inform you of what's going on. And this is one of the number one things that's actually going on. So what are we supposed to do? Not report on it, act like it's not happening. And then yeah. 10 years from now, the whole world is a metaverse and they're going to say, nobody told us. We ain't know. I, let me report on one other thing, Ian, real quick. So Go ahead. And this is big, big too, since we're talking about the metal. So Walmart on December 30th, 2021, um, they entered the metaverse, right? So they have the, they're trying to create their own cryptocurrency and collection of NFTs inside the metaverse. They actually filed patents uh, for uh, virtual currency as well as uh, non-fungible tokens, which we know as, as NFTs. And they have intent to make and sell virtual goods inside of that world. So you're talking about the number one e- retailer in the world that is uh, now making, planting their seed in, inside of this, this space that uh, well, you guys are, the matrix is, I guess we should call it, right? So let's talk about a few stocks that um, are leaders in metaverse. I'm gonna go over the obvious. Mm-hmm. Microsoft, Meta, Amazon, Apple, Nvidia. I know people are gonna say, well, we already heard these companies. People like far, like it's so crazy. Mm-hmm. People just like stuff that, they, that they're not familiar with. So I'll give you a couple that you might familiar let's with. Let's do it. Um, DLR. So Digital Realty Trust, mm-hmm. you up on them? Mm-hmm. Um, the re- yeah, so that's the, um, they compare it to like the gold rush with the um, pick and shovels theory. Like most people that made money in the gold rush wasn't from actually finding gold. It was the people that were selling like the pick and shovels to the people that's trying to look for gold. Mm-hmm. So the same thing with the metaverse where these guys are, um, they have data centers. They have 280 data centers across 50 uh, metropolitan areas. So the symbol is the ticker is DLR and they're in six continents. So, as VR, AR grows, 
data centers are going to grow as well, right? It's going to be more data centers needed. It's just common sense. So um, that's something to consider. And they pay a, a good dividend. So they, the dividend was $1 in 2005, and the dividend is $4.64 now. Um, and it was, it's up 84% over the last five years. Another one is um, Autodesk, A-D-S-K. You up on them? No, mm-hmm. not that one. So we, they, we talked about it eight, no, 10 months ago. Okay. So yeah, it's a good refresher. They sell 3D simulation software. So um, very complex 3D structures. So if you look at their chart, they've been killing for the last like decade, five years. Um, so they're another one that's probably going to benefit from this whole metaverse, uh, virtual reality, AR. Here's the crazy thing with DLR. When everyone was thinking that 5G caused COVID, everyone said DLR was the greatest thing because of 5G. That's why I tell, like, if you guys actually study the market, you, you guys remember that, like, Tra- I think Trap came on here and talked about DLR the first time he was on here. Like, people will respin and say, hey, we're now in this space. And I know it's not fun saying, hey, these are the ones that are great. Don't, don't deviate. But a lot of times people would just say a new stock because they want clicks. I want you guys to be rich. It's a lot like even... I know people have been beating up on Kramer for a long time, but when you're on air five days a week, 30 minutes doing a main show, and then you're on top of more, like you're going to be wrong. There are not that many amazing companies. Please put in chat, what companies do you currently invest in that you have your money in that when you put your money into them, you can sleep well at night. It's not many of them. Only put your money into those. And this is the thing about being rich and being wealth, wealthy a lot of the systems that you're going to create about around being rich and wealthy are not going to give you the same dopamine hit or high as gambling. Like a lot of the, the foundations of being rich or wealthy is really boring. Same with any good diet. Shout out to anybody in the league or any competitors. It's routine. That's why I say your trading should be boring. You shouldn't get excited over a win or a loss. You should know, and kudos to Mark Douglas. You can go check out any, Mark Douglas book trading design. I've been a big, biggest advocate of him for years. Um, God rest his soul. But over a series of trades, you should know what the outcome should be. I know when I'm tired, I'm probably going to win 20% less trades. If I'm well-rested, happy, meditated, no Negan jacket, 25% higher, right? Um, take less trades, win faster, lock and profit faster. Like p- wealth is boring, but man, when you get it, it's freeing as hell. A lot of people are trying to manipulate you and to doing things that are exciting that ultimately are going to bankrupt you. Please be careful. You guys, you, how many, you got any more? No, that's it. I'll give one more. So, and I heard Josh Brown talk about it too. So I'm giving him credit for it, but Matterport, M-A-T-T-R. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't followed um, that, that's another one of those in the metaverse space where they are a platform where you can build. And I saw like people know that Roblox has become that, right? It was a game, but it was also a place where people could build worlds. And so uh, Matter is one of those two that you can actually build on. And so if the space grows, this is one of those companies you definitely should keep your, your eye on and uh, put on your watch list. M-T-T-R, Matterport. Yes. Don't say we didn't tell you. All right. We told you. Metaverse, been real. Shout out to Lil Baby. <laughs> He's not taking that? any money anymore, right? He said, I'm in the Metaverse. <laughs> what? Yeah, metaverse oh, did you see, wait, you saw a chain? Two chains? No, what are you doing? They said he spent 20 hours inside of uh, virtual reality the other day. He's in his house like boxing, oh, yeah. twenty hours straight. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's fun. It's just I want I want everyone tonight <laughs> homework homework assignment. I haven't done this in a while. In the metaverse, 
what is the business or idea that you're going to bring to the metaverse that is going to help you? Because we'll get into it, but eventually I want you guys to focus on, I want you to invest in, in public companies because once you know how to invest in a company, it will then help you learn how to structure what your business should do. But I don't want you to only be users. I want to think, what are you going to add to the metaverse that is going to help you and your family? Because honestly, going back to what we said earlier, if you're down this week, this month, et cetera, if you built a true wealth fortress, other parts of your business or revenue strategy should be pulling in something. Everything should not be down. You're like your business, your insurance, life insurance, stocks, trade, everything should not be down at one time. So homework, take 30 seconds and say, right in chat, what are you going to create in the metaverse that is going to be of value? Make sure that you create more than you intake gossip. And even back to the point that Rashad said, like if you tell, it's an issue. If you don't, it's an issue. It brings me back to a point where Mike Badnick, he was like, if you give advice, if you win, great. You won't get any of the money. If you lose, you get all the blame. This is why it's really important just to focus on creation. Everyone that I know, Chad includes, shout out Chad, is going dark and just executing like crazy. Less chatter. Less chatter, more execution. Uh, what are a few companies that will benefit if China takes over over the next five years? American uh, companies. Yeah, it, 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 I want everyone to write this down. This is an exercise that I do. Um in every area of my life. So if a doomsday event happens, what will you do to adjust? So for me, in the worst case scenario, Grant Cardone, Gary Vee, Jay-Z, Jack come together, make their version of market money's in hedge fund. Oh my God. I know y'all love me. I know you love Sharon Rashad, but if they did it, y'all gonna be over there with them, right? Um, so in my framework of disaster planning, what would I do if that happened to offset it and then keep audience, subscriber base, business base, et cetera. I want you guys to look, if China overtakes us as the number one economy, what are the 10 companies that will hold up and still do well as China, even with China being number one? So any desire for to invest heavily into Ford, gone. Um, and the reason why I say that, the time to prepare for disaster is when you're up. Like I saw a lot of people last week beginning to panic. And I'm like, we talked about these scenarios, like buying at the deepest bottoms, square at certain prices that I've been calling. Like, I'm not calling these numbers out of nowhere just but you know, because I think it's cute. I'm like, in the worst case scenario, this is where we could go. And that's why I want to buy a lot of shares. But homework for tonight, I want you guys to see, literally map out if China, Russia team up and China is going to begin using Africa because they have a bunch of money invested there. They're going to use Africa to attack the United States and Russia and them. If they take over and they're the new superpower, what companies will last? What companies print enough revenue, even if China does take over, that they will not be hurt? It's only 10 really good ones that you got to keep your eye on. But I want to give that as a homework assignment um, for you guys tonight. Yeah. Um, I, I want to show you guys how to think, not just, hey, do this. Hey, do that. And if you did it, if I made you money, please put yes in chat. Let's see. But I want to start to show you how I think about the market as well. So even with two tech, two index, I know the breaking point for two tech, two index is 15.53% inflation. That's when tech would get destroyed. Like it'll look like Hertz did a year and a half ago. 
Now, what's the probability of inflation being at 15.53, however? Low, but you still have to prepare for when ish hits the fan because people who didn't prepare for 2020 got decimated and then took their positions out and then waited too long to get back in. You always want a doomsday prep for any business to see what's the worst thing that could happen. Um, what are 10 secrets that the rich never told anybody? Oh, man. Okay, so I was having a couple conversations and, and shout out to those of you who chimed in and they've been seeing some of the banter online on Instagram and YouTube comments, et cetera. They want to share, they want to remain private. They want to share 10 things that they want everyone here in the audience to do to make sure that you're safe. Um, so these are not my tips. These are from people that have a, a minimum net worth of $10 million and up. Number one, save 40% of your income for seven years. This is not what I'm telling you. These are people from people who are rich. So number one, save 40% of your income for seven years. Number two, you need to focus on holdings over salary. You can't get rich off salary alone. There's some ways that you can manipulate it. There's some ways you can use it and leverage depending on what market cycle we're in. But you need to find a way to own businesses. Please put that in chat. Whether it's through public companies, through private, private equity, angel, creation of companies, et cetera. But you're not going to get to where you want to be by salary alone. There's nothing wrong with working, but you need to have holdings in your portfolio and ideally a lease of three companies. Um, number three. If you are in a two-person household in a relationship, you want to live off 25% of the income and then invest 75%. Uh, kudos to Dr. Pleasant. He has a, a, a professor at Clark Atlanta. Um, his, his theory and his uh, formula was always 50-50. Live off one, invest the other. But if you can save 75% and put it into the market or into other investments, you will be okay. Number four. For those of you that have businesses, please negotiate when you sell the business that you get a 4% royalty over the next 10 years off of gross revenue. Please write this down. And a person who told me this, out of here in terms of net worth. Um, if you sell your business, you want to get a 4% royalty over the next 10 years. He said the biggest mistake that people make is they build a business, build equity, and then sell it, which is... a essentially giving it away. Even though you're getting paid, you're still then giving up the assets. You want your assets to work in perpetuity. He's negotiated in the four companies that he sold to get a royalty off those for a 10 year period. So that money, some money from that business that he created is still coming in. Number five, you need 10 revenue streams. Anything less than four is suicide. So I want you to get a pen and pad right now and write out the 10 revenue streams that you're gonna have in your business or your personal life, even if you're working. Because if you only have one, that's too close to disaster. Three is too close to one. Five is too close to three. Map out the 10 that you want. Um, number six, you want to find a way to buy in or invest in 10 companies that are not publicly traded. So these can be small businesses, businesses that friends start. But the number one mistake that I'm seeing people make, especially if they are not in a position they want to be, um, they don't have enough ownership under their belt. And some of you may say, I don't have the money to, to buy in. You can leverage other things. Like if you're great at social media, you can negotiate equity if you help them with social or if you're great at doing something. We'll talk about that later. And then to tie into the episode that they have with Nikki, but find a creative way to help a business owner get to their goal faster. And if you're reliable and you have a special skill set, Business owners are looking for you. And guess what? Since people are not wanting to work, 
because of the environment that was created and employers treated employees terribly for 20, 30, 40 years, they can't hire people fast enough. Now is the easiest time for you to be able to talk to an owner and say, hey, can I help you do X, Y, Z? Don't say, hey, pay me this. Frame it as I'm going to help you grow X percent, 300%, 500%. You can get equity for that, but make sure that you have that in writing. Um, number seven, lend your services to other companies for a high pay. And I want you guys to create three ideas so it can be social. Nikki does it with video. Um, come up with three ideas of what you can do to leverage your services for. If you don't know what you can do it with, go to Fiverr. Go to Upwork and look at all, all the categories. There's 80 categories on there you can pick from. So even if Rashad wanted to help somebody else with social, he can charge them an arm and a leg to say, hey, here's how you build your social media blueprint. Pay me, I won't say a dollar amount, but you know, $5. I don't want, to, I don't want them to count your pockets, <laughs> right? And then begin that way. Like Nikki and reliability is key. So you either have to have a skill set that is one of a kind. That's why I always focus on having the best prices, best entries in the market or reliability. Like Chris, Nikki, Mike, they're going to get stuff done. Whether I talk to them or not, you can charge a premium for that. Number eight, you need, and this is one that is missing from our community, learn one new skill per month. How many of you have actually learned something new every month for the last eight months? Now, if you learn one new skill and you put them, to, put them together in combination, now you, you are a superhero, you are a transformer. Number nine, at all costs, do whatever you have to do to get to 10,000 shares or 10,000 coins under your portfolio. And number 10, if you truly believe in a coin that is cheap right now, hold it for four years. This person that I talked to, and I, I wanna see if I can get him on the show. Um, his average price in Ethereum is $28. And he said, the biggest mistake that I see people make is that they will get a coin and they'll flip it and it'll drop 40, 50%, knowing that the upside is three or 4,000 and they'll leave too early. The minimum for any crypto. And that's the one thing I can say when I'm talking about Doge or Shiba, any of those, the people in the comment, like, you're going to see, give me the 2026 and I'm going to come on market Mondays. I'm like, I like that energy because if you're holding and you believe in it, you should hold it for four years, but the same with the number of shares. The number of coins that you have in your portfolio really matters. So number one, save 40% of your income. Number two, choose holdings or equity over salary. Number three, if you uh, have two incomes in your house, live off 25%, invest the other 75. Number four, um, if you sell a business, get 4% royalty over the next 10 years after the sale. Number five, you need 10 revenue streams, anything less than four suicide. Number six, invest in 10 companies. Number seven, lend your services to other people so you can get paid for them. Number eight, learn one new skill per month. Number nine, 10,000 shares. And then number 10, any coins that you buy, hold for a four-year period. Yeah, and then also to um, double down just for, you know, because people get discouraged a lot. So um, Derek Falcon, one of the greatest podcast episodes, not one of the greatest Earn Your Leisure episodes, one of the greatest podcast episodes ever recorded, episode 11 number 11 of Earn Your Leisure, which changed the trajectory of Earn Your Leisure forever. Shout out to Derek. Um, if you haven't watched that episode, you're doing yourself a tremendous disservice. What he said was something that was extremely insightful. They always say the average millionaire has like seven streams of income, right? And a lot of times people get discouraged because they're looking at it like, well, you gotta have seven different businesses or seven different jobs, things like that. So when Ian just said, you gotta have 10 streams of income, <clears throat> People are like, all right, well, you got to have 10 different businesses. I don't even no, have one business yet. One so business what, and 10 different what, You don't, you don't need, you don't need 
multiple different businesses to get rich. You just need to perfect the one business that you're doing and squeeze all of the juice out of it. So you can get 10 revenue streams from one business. Mm -hmm. So like from us, we, we have earn your leisure. So out of that earn your leisure, we have Patreon. That's a revenue stream, right? We do partnerships with people because we have a huge platform now, so we can partner with people. That's, that's a revenue stream. Um, can't forget the live events. That's a revenue stream Mm -hmm. merch podcast audio. So audio, Mm -hmm. you know, we can get, um, sponsors for our audio. Uh, we can get sponsors for YouTube. Shout out to Allah. Um, we can, we can, we can do coaching. Mm -hmm. Um, we can get paid for social media posts Mm -hmm. if we want to, Mm -hmm. um, we can do brand partnerships, Mm -hmm. different events, pop-ups, things of that nature. Um, what's that nine or 10? I still, I don't want to drink. Say yes, I'm, I'm waiting. Yeah, that's not. It's one more, but I can't read my handwriting. Don't say it. That's yes. God telling you, don't say it. <laughs> I was, I won't say it then, because there's one. So, so, <laughs> so that, so that just goes to show you, and that's not, that's not like theory. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying that to to brag or boast, but I'm just, I'm just showing you in in a real life scenario mm-hmm. how you can take one thing, which you would think a podcast is free, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody pays to watch a podcast is free. So it's like, all right, you take a free business and you can actually create 10, nine different, and I, I probably missed some, yeah. but you can create 10 or nine different revenue models from one free business model. So from one tree, you have different branches. So when you hear the thing about different income streams, mm-hmm. don't get discouraged and think that, you know, you have to have different businesses. So that's our business. But what about your business? If, if you're a chef, Oh yeah, them. trucking. The name them for you. Uh, but tr- but trucking is a different business. Yeah. I want to do just just, just off earn. earn your leisure. Yeah, yeah. So if if you want to, if you're a chef and you have a restaurant, you can do a cookbook. You can do virtual cooking classes. You mm-hmm. can sell. You can sell merch. You can do um, meal prep, which is really big. Mm-hmm. You can do catering. So it's a variety. So as well. yeah. So you, you have to figure out how you can actually squeeze all of the juice out of out of the lemon. Because shout out to humble says something that was extremely um, insightful to us. You only have to get rich once. That's it. Most yep. people don't, it, most people don't get rich twice. No, it, the, the odds of you getting rich and blowing it and getting rich again is extremely low. Tough. But the good thing about it is if you get rich once and you're smart, that's it. It lasts yep. forever. All you, all you got to do is you just got to do it once. Yeah. You don't have to do it three times. You don't have to do it five times. You just got to get rich once. Yeah, that's and, it. And I'll say this for those of you that are creating podcasts, I'll say this. Um, make sure that what you're doing has a unique spin because I'm seeing a lot of uh, imitation, copy, copying, copy and, copy. And, and I'm not saying it from an arrogant standpoint. Like I see everybody trying to recreate Joe Gilly, um, Whack 100, Earn Your Leisure. Yeah, it, like create. So if everyone's doing long content, do short. If everyone's short, do long. Do something in the middle. Have unique value. Even the business model. Everyone can't do touring and merch and right so find different ways to hit gaps that people are not hitting and then i'll say this too if you want to study the top business model and that's why i say this is how i know who's actually doing the research on a company if you want to know what the best business model to build study the top five companies so apple microsoft google see what they're doing and then if you can have an iteration on that and or create the thing that you want to see in the market. So for me, when I was watching CNBC, 
uh, well, Mark Haynes was there. That's why I always tell Josh, thank you for, for being the new or our generation's versions of Mark Haynes. For those of you that have been watching CNBC forever, I wish at the end of Mad Money or at the end of uh, Fast Money, they literally just said, hey, this company I love, this is the price, that's it. So when I created Stock Club to just give the prices, that was out of my own wish of what I wish I saw out of the market. But if you study the top five businesses in history, right, you can always see where they started to fall off and where the edge went away. Don't give away your edge. And then don't also don't put out so many products that you can dilute your brand. Mm. Be key mindful too. of that. Yeah, that's that's key too. A lot of people don't know when to scale, right? Like you you, you scale at the wrong time and you could lose the focus of the, the main thing. Mm-hmm. The main thing is the main thing. We got to keep that in, in, in the front of our minds. And then scale as a, as you is appropriate to because one, one brick at a time. Yeah, you can have yep. too much business at once, and then you can go under. And we've we've seen that happen too. Um, mm-hmm. So just be careful with that. Business consultation. I was gonna say that's at least three thousand dollars right there. Business, business consultation, but I was gonna say also since we've created um, a show and a podcast, we've also taught people how to create a podcast, and we also produce content for people um, who want to get their content out. So, yeah, public speaking. There's all types of things you can There's do. There's so many public. ways. Like, stu- yeah. I'm, I'm begging you guys. Okay, so if the mar- entire market bottoms out and there's only Apple, Microsoft, Google, AMD, NVIDIA that are of value, those prices are going to 5X. Are you going to sit and complain and say, damn, I don't have enough money to invest. The price went up too high. You need a business. You need to invest in public markets, but then you have to master business. I'm talking to those in Red Panda, and the earners and those of you on YouTube that are looking to master a craft. A lot of people are dabbling and just kind of being in. But once, if you truly want the freedom that you guys say that you want, this is what comes with it. It's akin to saying, hey, I want to be in the league, but I want to even get up 50 shots at 24 hour or LA fitness. Like I see in this era, it's sexy to now be an entrepreneur to talk about investing, right? But will you put in the work to understand and to build a true wealth fortress that no matter what happens, that you're good? Find the points of differentiation in the market where you can have the greatest impact. That's why even no matter what anybody, I can't contact me. Blah, blah, blah. None of, no one wants to contact me if I don't know where these fucking prices are going. Because I remember how light the phone calls were when I didn't have this down like this. Back then. Like this now. Crazy part, I was probably greater when I <laughs> talked less. They didn't want me. <laughs> right? That's why I tell you guys, don't get caught up in the social media. And some of you be like, oh, you're turning to a celebrity now. You forgot where you came from. I'm like, yes, you're right. Yo, I, I do did. the same thing I've been doing. I Bruh. just focus now with the dream team and talk. Because now it's really about the execution. Because I don't want to miss out on endless opportunities not studying you have to love the craft you have to love the craft please put this in chat be so good at one part of business that no one on earth can stop you that's the secret it takes a long time to get there but man when you do the value and premium that you're able to command is dramatically different so i i guided you through the best companies to invest in so you can then study their business models and then put it into your business model so you have safety and if i've made you money please put yes in chat Yo, <laughs> shout out to the artist we gotta give him a shout out that that yeah. that that piece of art that he put with myself and rashad and 
Ian and Trap and yeah, Ash, thank you for Ash and uh, Keanu Watson and MG. Mm-hmm. That was incredible. I don't, I, we need to get our hands on that. That was dope, man. I would love to have that. Shout out to that brother. Well, man. We can get a copy of Great it or something like that. Young man. that was yeah. um, all right. Real well, quick, can I just do the earnings? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. let's do the earnings really quick. So obviously it's the next two weeks are big, 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 big earnings weeks. Um, we got a lot. The banks uh, reported Friday. We got some more banks. Uh, tomorrow, Goldman will be reporting uh, Charles Schwab, PNC. On Wednesday, we got Bank of America, Morgan Stanley, United Health, which Josh spoke about, PNG, Jessica Lyons, uh, United Airlines, and ASML. ASML. I put a star next to that uh, because, again and again, love, love, love. I'm, I'm convinced now that I'm going to use the word monopoly inside of the semi space because uh, they make the machines that make the most potent chips. So if you ever, if you haven't, I want you to research uh, EUV machines. Um, they're the top of the line machines and they really are p- picking the clients that they want to uh, have as they're as working for them, really. So TSM is one of their clients. Obviously, we know TSM produces majority of the world's ships or 50% of them. Um, so ASML will be reporting on Wednesday. Love them. Uh, Thursday, Netflix. Interesting. Uh, the fourth quarter numbers, there are some rumors that they are going to slide in earnings per share. Um, so we'll be watching that. American Airlines will be reporting on Thursday as well. And then our good friends at Ally. Ally will be reporting on Friday. Ian, we had a call. Can we, t- yeah, can we talk about that real quick? <laughs> we had, a, I don't, let, let's save it to the, to the end so I can, okay. it'll flow right in. But we had a call. Um, the other day about Ally, um, because I, I know we say it um, at the beginning and at the end of every show, but I want people to- I don't really endorse start, nothing I don't like. Yeah, really, really real. look at their chart, look at their, their their numbers. Ally is definitely something you should have on your list. I know we say it every, uh, every like I said, at the start of every show, um, but solid, solid numbers. Uh, and so they'll be reporting on Friday as well. They're not just a sponsor. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, right. when I say- That was part of our call. Listen, I was yeah. using them in 20, 20- 10 and they were the only financial services company who would just reach out and check. So what I'm telling you guys, of course, that, you know, JP Morgan may be bigger, but like the, the niche that they carved out to be online first in 2010, it was, people was like, that's a scam. They were so far ahead of the curve. People are just not getting caught up. So I'm just telling you personally, I don't endorse anybody just because, because I care about my long-term word meaning a lot to you guys. So yeah. There's a couple of spots you guys should have got in on, on Ally yeah. for sure. Fact. Shout, shout out to John Rick. I just see he put they they hit the the green candle. Uh, yeah, they hit a buy signal in uh in the Chico. So shout out to to Ally and shout out to our guys at the Chico for real. Yep, yep. So all right, um, let's get a let's get question and answers before we leave. Um, Janet, are you there? Hey guys, I am here. How's everyone? Janet's got a plan. What's up? <laughs> how, how are you? I'm good. Doing how good. Are you, how you, how you, how you doing? Um, I guess to give you guys some updates, the last offer I put in on the house, I did not get. So the hunt continues over the weekend. I looked at two other properties. Um, they were not anything I wanted to put an offer in on. So I just got to keep going. You know, that's, the, that's what's going part on there. Of, part of the process. Yep. Part of the process. Um, still studying to become a certified financial planner. Um, that's been taking up a lot of time, um, but I'm enjoying it. It's kind of a lot of stuff we talk about within EYLU anyway, so. And then we've been reading uh, Charting and Technical Analysis, which uh, has hey, been amazing. Hey. I, heard, I heard there was a Janet testimonial yesterday in the book club. Oh yeah. Like, heard Janet. all about it. I mean, you know, I think no, I'm tapping in, I'm tapping in. Are you yeah. there? I don't want to say I was, I, I, I heard about it. 
Try be sneaking in on calls. Wait, so, so you're studying, it's like five different areas for the financial planning test, right? Yeah, I have to learn about like economics and then there's insurance, um, investing. Retirement, um, retirement. Yep, retirement. Uh, children. Ta taxes. Yep. Yep. All of that. Exactly. It touches on, on, on everything, which is intense, but. How's that going for you? It's good. Now I've gotten into the groove of studying, so it's a lot easier. But just like making time to study and everything in the beginning was really hard. But now it's not. How many hours a day are you studying? Probably three hours. Seven days a week? More. Not seven days, maybe five days a week. That so is what, what's your goal to do with like, what, what do you, what do you want to do with this? That's a great question. Um, so ever since I've been a part of EYL, you have random family members and friends hit me up asking me what they should do with their 401k, all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm not a financial person like that. So I'm hoping to just be able to help people in my community a lot more and in my family and kind of even getting this job was just me kind of following what my passion was. Passion. In the moment. Yeah. So I'm letting life kind of take me. I don't know if that's the right way to go about it, but like as opportunities come, I just, you know, take them. I know I love learning this, so we'll see how it goes. All right. I don't think I'm going to take on a bunch of clients or do anything like that, but if I can help people and I mean, I don't know. That's scale. That's yeah. Story. The goal is to help that, that, that that's, a, that's a, that's a perfect start right there. Education never hurts. Shout out to everybody on the super chats, but education never hurts. Um, you can never be overdressed or overeducated. Uh, Absolutely. Like, I feel like I've had to take some steps back. I was going to start Toro and I'm just doing too much. So I had to like, okay. Hyper-focus on and master yeah. everyone. It'll help me over there. Flowers are going in the chat for you, Janet. Shout out uh, to you. Shout, shout out to Janet. All right, Janet, let's get some um, questions right. if we can. All right, Odeji, we are coming to you. I'm here, so please. Good evening. How y'all doing? Good, What's going on? How you? Great. How you doing? Good. Ian, love to call Thomas. Uh, Sweater flow. Hey man, I appreciate it. vibes. No doubt, no doubt. Um, all right. So my question was uh, with the quantitative easing and the interest rates. And I know we talked about how the interest rates go up and how um, tech stocks have have been reactive to it. And my whole question was, how come it's that? inverse relationship with tech stocks and the inverted yield curve, all these matters is so specific to the tech stocks. What are the other sectors that are affected and aren't, are, are not affected by it? Because my thinking is interest rates are already at record lows. And I know quanti quantitative easing is, is obviously still happening, but eventually it could most likely just go one direction, right? Well, most likely go up over time. So that just affect tech stocks in the long term, if that's uh, the case. Well, 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 let's break because it's really three parted. So if quantitative easing stops because money was so easy to come by, um, when interest rates are zero percent, the multiples on borrowing, let's say you borrow hundred million dollars and offer that return, you can now get six hundred million. Everything was going up to the upside. We saw it in private equity. We saw it amongst angel real estate. Everything was going up. Car market went up, used car market went up. But now when money is not flowing for that same interest rate and it's not at zero, we're going to see the quality now rise to the top and the ones that were okay, people are going to begin to put money there. We saw it in, in startups as well. Every startup was able to get funding at a higher level, probably than even higher than 99, 2000, 2001, because the money was so cheap. When the money isn't cheap anymore, right. people began to make 
better, more logical decisions. Last year, and I always use the analogy, it was like, I'm telling you, it was like Balco. When everyone was using steroids mm-hmm. in 99 and, and when Sammy Sosa was killing, everyone was a superstar. Now we get to see, okay, now there's no cheating financially. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. see what companies actually produce revenue. And now you have to think with logic. And mm-hmm. it's not that many companies that are truly dominant. Now, the ones that will be great, banks, if inflation goes up, banks will be okay because what products do banks sell? Banks sell money. That's the real business of, that they're in. So if they're lending out and and now mortgages are going to go up more and then auto loans go up more, they're selling you that paper and that money. Um, that's where you can get your return. So that's why in 2000, uh, 97, 98, when inflation was a little bit higher. And this is a good homework assignment. Go Google from 1900 through 2022, which periods of inflation were highest and what sectors did best. And then, Yeah, that's the homework I need to do for sure. Yeah. I guess that's my questions leading to that. Basically. And w- 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 once you do that, you will see, because it's the same cycle. And the reason why I told Stock Club um, to read the Ray Dalio book, like you have to know in terms of the long macro cycle, where we are quantitative easing is usually a sign of the end being near for a nation yeah. so that's why you have to study when i always say go from the very and, and i know some of you are like hey it's going to take too long man throw on future little baby and go for two hours <laughs> and, and play whatever songs you like and just print out the first 25 articles that you see and go through them it, it's going to yeah. make a huge difference on your life yeah, and a lot of those, a lot of those tech companies, their valuations are so high, and they can't justify their earnings, right? Like, how where are they getting the revenue? So, if you if you look like a, a company like Peloton, right, they've they've taken a big hit, right? Obviously, they don't have a competitive advantage anymore, but the valuation was so high, it can't justify it now that the interest rates are going up. So, you're gonna start seeing things like they just announced that um, fees that they that weren't part of their charge, like the delivery fee, is now going to be included in the price and the setup fee which they kind of is like now separate. So it's $250 for the setup and another 350 for the delivery. So now the price to get the Peloton is even more expensive, which I'm, I'm sure will have the, the company pull back. That's when you start seeing companies like Netflix. All right, well, we need to raise our prices like they're going to mm-hmm. do like in the next couple of weeks. We're raising our price for the- And as a result, revenue will be higher. Exactly. See, yeah. see, what I'm saying? You see how it works? Yeah. Yeah, it is tricky with the tech stocks like Josh was saying, because some of them, tech stocks are in every sector. And like he said in the interview episode, like they just get into whatever they want to get into. So it's, it's hard to, I guess, evaluate if a tech starts getting is transcending sectors. They're just getting into everything. You know, if, 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 if you look at the value chain. So the reason why and I wish he was here, but the reason why some of those financial products are not classified as banking is because who they receive funding through. So the reason that they're able to get a multiple on that money and get higher returns because they know if they go through this angel investment conglomerate and then go through this venture backed conglomerate, Sequoia being one of them, you have a higher probability of being classified as a technology company and the multiple on that is higher right. than if you're classified in banking. Yeah. So that's why I tell you guys study from very beginning, like how to take a business from zero to 10 billion. Then you can see all the players in it and then you know where you line. Think of it like this. When you start playing ball, you play ball on your own, then you go AAU. If you get hot enough, now you travel around to certain, that's angel investors, right? Then college is like venture. Now you get to see big money thrown into UCLA, Duke, et cetera, right? Now the pros is the public market. So that same chain of studying that we do from AU to go to the league is the same thing. We want to go to the league because we're the product. They want to take the product as, as a company. 
to the league. Study the markets. There's correlations all around and we'll be able to time in easy. That's why I'll say the way that we study music, arts, entertainment, and sports, we know how to study everything. We just have to apply it here. That's why I would say index fund, all-star team. If you can spot a great player, Apple is Michael Jordan. You may, you can argue that somebody else is better. Houseway. Houseway. At, at some point, we got to have um, either like John Henry come back or Humble. One of these guys that's in the VC world because um, John, John Henry said it. Hey, John Henry gave a great breakdown of valuations. Yes. And like even talking about like his company, which is an insurance company, which usually has like three or four times valuations, yep. but since it's, it has AI technology, now it's technically a tech company and mm -hmm. you can get up to like 21% valuation. So he, he gave, he gave yeah. like pretty much like all different valuations, the multiples, the X multiples, depending on what industry Which is. Yo, that was, yeah. yeah. That's a, that was, like, yeah, it's still, it's still on our minds. And, and then when you, if you know that, and then you see the highest, the highest valuations, then you look at what you're doing and see how you can add, because you don't want to just be, have one component. You might want to have three or four components. So the valuation goes up higher. So that's, that was a, a and then also one of the gems of the year last year. What, um, being in LA with, uh, 19 keys and um, Humble, they both said very similar things. Shout out to Idris, who's working on that project with Jay-Z. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, James. Humble said something that was extremely insightful. He was like, you know, um, like in the 60s and 50s, um, black people was left out of um, housing market mm -hmm. through like um, all kinds of discriminatory uh, practices that didn't allow people to, to buy homes. And that's how a lot of wealth in this country was built. It's created. From, from home. He said, what's happening now is um, the private sector of <laughs> venture capital. Right, he was like, you know, can we, we got to talk about the public market. We talk about the public markets every week, time. but the private, that's where massive wealth is being built in tech specifically. So investing in tech companies before they go public. Mm -hmm. And these is conversations that the vast majority of our community is not, not involved in, they're not investing. They don't have an opportunity to invest. They just, they're not privy to that type of relationships or mm -hmm. that's or the, or the capital combination of both. But yeah. this is, and talking 19 keys also, and he was like, this, a lot of billionaires are going to be created in the next couple of years. Like not millionaires, billionaires. But that's what I'm saying. Um, that's time to play. No, a lot of billionaires will be created and most of them will be created in tech um, on a private sector. Mm-hmm before a company goes public. Yeah. And so like finding, and even like, I know there was some companies that were trying to create a platform where you could actually invest pre IPO. So like that might be something if somebody has on their mind, like making it a, not even a level playing field, but actually opening a door so that people have an opportunity to invest. We um, spoke to um, Vlad Tenef about that. Yep. Shout out to the good folks at Robinhood. Shout out to Vlad. Yeah, but, um, it's interesting. It's a lot going on out here and you gotta, um, you know, it's like 50 cent said, uh, the great 50 cent. There's no school for this. You got to pick up the information and process it as you go. The closest school that you're going to get is um, Market Mondays, Red Panda, EYL University, Earn Your Leisure, yep. things of that nature where, you know, this is real information that's happening in real time. But this is what oh, we're talking about, cryptocurrency, metaverse, NFTs, you know, investing in private companies like there's no school for this. You mm -hmm. can't go to college right now and learn about none of this stuff. You got to learn as you go. And I've then, never had that conversation ever. Yeah, and in truth, if we're going to be very honest, the, the purpose of generating generating capital and wealth is so you can create a fortress around your family and protect. 
So protect your family. The real reason why this is not shared publicly is because of it, that's why I say I'm the only person that's stupid enough to actually give the business model away for free. The purpose of capitalism and having an edge is so you can build a fortress around your, that is your moat. So if you wouldn't want your company to give away your moat, why in your personal life would you want to give away your, your moat? Because at some point, somebody's going to take that model and then use it against you. That's why I tell you guys to study. I'm not paid to do this, but I know you guys max for books. The Art of Business Wars. It's a good book. Another great book, Tribe of Mentors by Timothy Ferris, one of my favorite authors and podcasters. Life Mode On is three that I'll give. Red Panda, I've given you your project for what book I want you to read over the next 40 days. But those three books will help you if you're not reading every day to get an edge. And let's say you're, you're a beginner and you don't want to read 100 pages or 40 pages a day. Um, there's an uh, app called 12 Minutes that you can use and it breaks down one book per day in 12 minutes. Or you literally can just read two pages a day. I'd rather you do that than do, do nothing. But the reason why we're not having these conversations and we're not being let into these rooms because we've got to take the back door in, we don't know enough. Pause. One. Of course. <laughs> That's funny. Mike clipped that up. That's funny. <laughs> That's gonna go viral. Um, and with that little RB sweater, boy. Um, got them buttons on there. Um, then two, we don't team up enough in the community. And that's why I say, hey, I'm not playing. And you know, I know I had my little rant a couple of weeks ago, but what I'm seeing is we like to joke and kiki and all that. But I that's why I, say, I don't see many of us at these meetings talking about investing in Discord. Instacart, yeah. like I, yeah. I don't. As much yeah. you, much you guys, you don't know about crypto. I am investing in Gemini. Like yeah. you have to get in early to these, but then you have to have an informational edge to be able to then help. If everyone who's watching tonight and everybody in you know Red Pan is going to do what they're going to do, and and do the work, and, and so are the earners. But if all of us read 10, 15, 20 pages a day, how powerful would we be? Now I want you to be real with me. In the last month. How many of you have read two books cover to cover? It's, it's a game of information and then execution. That's the key they, right there. They'll tell you. Yeah, that's what that's the key, right? Like Market Mondays, Earn Your Leisure, obviously Mondays and Tuesdays. But what, what are we doing with the rest of our times when it's not eight o'clock on Mondays? What are we, you know what I'm saying? When it's not eight o'clock on Tuesdays? Listening, uh, to, listening to Clubhouse replays on YouTube. <laughs> that's, what you that's what I did last night. <laughs> We're not, gonna talk about, we're, not, we're not gonna talk about what you talk about. Black 100 he's running rampant on Club. Like he has, he's smart. He, has he, he better have equity in Clubhouse because he is single-handedly, <laughs> no, he's single-handedly resurrected Clubhouse. He's building his other platforms though. He is single-handedly resurrecting bro, I'm Clubhouse. I'm talking about the people, bro. Oh, that's, not... that's, that's what they're doing. <laughs> that's what you said that's, you're doing. That's what I did. But, that's, but so like, if they're doing that, then they're not doing this, right? Even what you said, like reading two pages, that doesn't take much time. Even like the, the 12 minutes, like that you doesn't take much kids. time. Yeah. So when you do that, now you can have an educated conversation, not only amongst your peers, but you can go out to your coworkers and try to enlighten them with all the information that you've been learning. Like, that's what it's about. That's how you build community. That's how we get in these rooms. Yep. Right. And or, or we just create the room and create the table. We don't have to look for somebody else. We create it. And then we have to be doing executing outside of this. I, I agree. And then now let's take it to the other side when Cuban was on here. There are certain episodes you guys have to watch multiple times. 19 Keys, Josh Brown, Mark Cuban, Bonowin, right? John Henry, multiple times, at least five times each. Now, two pages is great to start. Now, if Cuban is a billionaire 
and he's still reading 200 to 500 and shout out to all my Indiana University fam. He's been preaching that for 25 years, right? Why won't most of us do it? It's either because you're afraid to actually build, you're afraid of generational wealth. And that has a lot to do with trauma. We'll talk about that at a later date. But the ones that are really competing, even with Idris, incredible mind. I think he is our Steve Jobs. Man, you're not going to see him talking a lot. I've never seen him say, go back with anybody in the shape room or academics comment. I'm telling you, 2022 through 25 will make or break if you are truly financially free or if you build generational wealth. I'm not saying it to be salacious, right? I'm not going off and pineapple juice Ian's not here today, right? These next four to five years are going to make all the difference if you get rich or not. And then do the inner work, the shadow work to see if you feel that you're worthy. Because a lot of times, even when we talk about generational wealth, I'm going to be real. Most black people don't even like being black enough to build generational wealth. Do you love you enough? And do you love your family enough to ask? Because if you did, you'll do the work. Everybody else is going to run it up. And trust me, it's not just black people that watch the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm changing the term from generational wealth. Because we've seen too many times where it doesn't pass on from generation to generation. I think we're gonna, I'm going to call it sustainable wealth going forward because that's more of what we need, right? We need to figure out how to sustain it once we have it, right? One generation has accumulated it. Now we teach them how to sustain it, right? Yep. Rather than teaching generation, like I said, to my son, who's eight, he's only seen his, gra his grandfather sit on a couch his whole life. He's never seen the hard work that he did for 42 years yep. because that's just his perspective. So it's tough to teach him. Like I have to make sure that intentionally, you know, like grandpa worked hard. Like I have to teach him that. But if we teach him how to sustain the wealth that grandpa had, that daddy had, now he could teach his kids. And so like, I think yep. sustainable wealth is more of the goal as opposed to just making a generational wealth. Just get rich yeah, once. Just, just, get yeah. rich once. just get it once and now and we sustain it. Get rich or die trying. We, yeah, we coining that. Awesome. Yeah, coin Danny, get, then, get, get Sabine on the phone. <laughs> and, locked it. And, and I'll say this too, make sure you have all the systems in place. That's why I even tell you, if you guys like, okay, I teach Xander about investing, teach Xander about trading great. For most of you, if you teach your kid about business and they're less than 16 years old and they don't do it every day, the information that you pass down to them will then leave their brain in two years. Are you actually creating family documents every week, every month for your family? Those big notebooks that I have on trading and investing and business and marketing, if anything happens to me, Xander, be able to run them, family, be able, you have to have systems in place. And where do we fall apart? Usually live in trust, will, things have been talked about on um, the EYL podcast and here. Like you have to have systems in place and then make it fun, don't make it boring. So not only is the education key, but will the systems sustain even after you pass? Because let, let's be honest, we can pass it along, but they may not want it at that point. To be real, at 16 right. through 21, I don't want to hear it either. And then you get older and be like, man, life's going by fast. Whew. Let me catch up, right? So make sure you have those systems in place that even if um, your children or grandchildren don't want to listen to you, that the wealth will not be. Exactly. They, they, can't, they can't botch it. Janet, let's get a few more questions if we can. Well, maybe one more question or maybe two before we, before we, before we wrap it. Keenan, unmute yourself, please. I'm going to get all heavy on y'all, but just being real. Nope. Hi, EYL learners, hope everyone is doing great. Uh, my question is, um, 
related to earlier tonight, we were talking about indicators and I'm using uh, trend lines and I'm going back as has been advised before here through EYL and looking at the number of touches on each trend line. Can you use the Fibonacci retracement as a confirmation to those trend lines? And then also, what does the 23 point, the zero, 23.6, 38.250, 50, and the 61.8, how is that related to the trend lines themselves if there is a direct correlation? Yeah, there is a correlation trend. Well, so if, look, tell me what trend lines you're using so we can make it simple. Well, I'm using a horizontal trend line going back, uh, looking at the weekly and monthly five year and coming from the top down. Okay, that's great. So let's say the if the your trend line is currently pointing to the downside and the candles are red, it, it means that most of the market is going to the downside. You want to look for shorts. If the trend is pointing up and the candles are green, you want to look to go up. Now, if you put the Fibonacci retracements from top to bottom, shout out to Kayla, and I got to have her come on here and, and do a FIBS class, but the 23.6 is just really the 23% range. So like the bottom is zero, 23.6, that could be a buy level. But those FIB levels are better for long-term investing opposed to trading. And um, that's can, what I'm doing, long-term. Yeah, yeah. It's, so if you're looking for long-term, I would definitely enter off the bottom. Um, Dom, I'm not going to say too much. But you can even put negative Fibonacci retracements. But so the two areas in which you can buy from, zero and then 23.6. Never buy at the 50. Uh, unless we, okay. we just, just left the recession because now you're buying in the middle, right? So, so if a house is a hundred thousand and the bottom bid is 40,000, I don't want to buy it at 70. I want, like, I am a catastrophic investor. I want mine at bottom prices, no matter what. So even if everything goes wrong, I'm still mm -hmm. able to make money. What most people do is they buy at 83,000 and they hope that it goes up. And then when the market softens, it goes back down to 40 and you know, like, damn, what the hell happened? That comes from experience. I used to buy higher than I should, and I just learned over time not to do it. Um, but trend, yes, you can use it as a confirmation, but zero and a 23.6 are the only two areas in which I will buy. Okay. All right. Great. And, and if I can slide one more in just to prove right, so I am doing a little research. I know at the beginning of the year you had, and I've been going back searching for it and I can't find it, uh, something about watching the prices of stocks at the beginning of the year as an indication as to how it may perform throughout that year. Um, even though you broke out lines, you asked a great question. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that, that is called the yearly open. So it tells you where stocks opened at for the year. And then it literally marks off where the open was. And we can see most things based on yearly open are currently under. I will say this too. Um, indicators don't make you rich. Now, look at how I framed this question. And I've asked it before. Troy Rashad, all the millionaires and billionaires that you talk to, how many of them have mentioned indicators are the things that made them rich? Nah, not one. No, not one. Haven't, haven't met one yet. Indicators are just a tool of measurement and a way to get into the market. The most important indicator is your willingness to buy consistently over and over and over again. On a trading side, the indicator is the place in which you should buy or short a stock, but be mindful that you're only doing this during prime time. So if it makes a fifth touch, an eighth touch at 12, 13, I wouldn't touch midday. I wouldn't touch midday, only trade open and close. But indicators mm -hmm. don't matter. If indicators truly meant everything, truly meant everything 
then all you would need was one class or two class on indicators and everybody would get rich. Some of the best traders I've seen trade with no indicators at all. Literally just direction. Shout, shout out to Jeff who taught me. He was like, Dunlap, if you can't trade without training wheels, that's what he called indicators. You can't trade. Let me pull up a chart, not show you what it, he would literally put tape over the monitor, trade it, no indicator. You can't even see what it is. And that's how you learn direction. Then you learn the percentage drops, how far something will go and then chart all of that out. So when I'm saying for those of you that really love investing for every stock and the S&P 500, you should know what the intraday movement is of each one. So when you trade that or a sector, you know when to exit your position. So if the average move is 5% down on a rough day, you can't short until you get to negative 5% because there won't be enough liquidity. You need to really short to negative 4% and then exit. It's all systems. How many of us have won a big trade? And let's say you made 10 grand, 20 grand, 30 grand, 100 grand. And then you said, okay, if I ever hit 100 grand, dear baby Jesus of Nazareth, I promise you I'm gonna put in 50% of that money to long-term. And what you go do? You go ball Balenciaga for you and your homeboys. <laughs> and guess what? Your next 97 trades don't go in your favor because you broke your promise to God. So. Indicators you broke your are, promise to thank God. You. Thank you much. Yeah. Oh, so, so, so indicators are, are once again. Oh, call God, God bro. Call, call God. Call God. Call God. Call God. The only one to call. Yep. The phone office only want to call them. You broke your promise to God. Don't ever do that. Don't do that. I think uh, I remember Offset said that. Remember? You said I broke my promise. Like, to God. I broke my promise to you. I broke my promise to God. That was when he got the Cardi B. He got it back. He did. And another child. Yes. Salute to them. Call God. Call God. I appreciate you, uh, Ken. Shout out to AB. Shout out to AB too. He's all <laughs> over the place. AB's running reckless right now. Last question. For every dollar that you make, please put it in chat. What percentage of money are you going to put in long term? Even with AB, superstar talent, right? But there's not enough that goes back to that routine and system. We talked about it before the call. Like you have to know what field you're in what things you're able to get away with. AB's black, wide receiver. There are certain things that he can't do that time break could, that Philip Rivers could do. That Rivers. Palmer could do. <laughs> that Peyton Are, could do. You have to understand how an ecosystem and how an industry works from top to bottom. And once you know that, you're able to pick your spots and, and see where you fit in. But it's routine. Everything is about routine. Wealth is born. Wealth is systems, routines strategies implemented over and over and over again another glorious market mondays earners i, I need everybody Red before we wrap, i need everybody on youtube everybody that's listening do me a favor um a a shout out to everybody that came almost 7700 people on a Love holiday y'all need me to rant so we get ten thousand? no i'm joking <laughs> it's a holiday and this is it monday night football this is the first monday night uh, ever. playoff game yeah, ever first ever so we was, we, we was up against some stiff competition but um we 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 pulled through. Um, so like the champions, they are podcast outlets. Uh, I said it last week and it jumped off the charts crazy. So um, go to Apple and mm -hmm. leave a five star uh, rate it rate rate market Mondays five star on the Apple podcast chart. Leave a review and um, share in your Instagram stories. And then also um, Share this video on your Instagram stories as well. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, promote it. Self-promotion is not really the best promotion. The best promotion is when people promote for you. Mm -hmm. uh, word of mouth is the best promotion. So 
that was our blueprint from day one. It's been our blueprint from day one. Word. Um, word of mouth has carried us to all over the world. To meetings with people you think we wouldn't know. Yes. So we, we don't take only that have one voice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We shout out to Bob Costas. Shout out to Bob Costas. <laughs> Legend. Um, so yes. We, we truly, why are people putting their cash out? Oh, uh, our, oh, our stock club members put, put okay. it in the chat so I can grab them. So yeah, please, um, please, please, please do that. Um, appreciate you guys for spreading the word yeah. about Market Mondays. It's a cultural phenomenon. And uh, a lot of people have been watching Mark. You said Ray J was watching. Yeah, shout out to Ray J. Shout out Ray J. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's been locked in. He's been been watching. Shout out to him. He said he's been watching. He yeah, been, been watching. For real, it was crazy. Some of the people like I'm like, oh yeah, you watch? Okay, cool. And they're like, no, they are quoting episodes from like 2020. Yo, bro, he was like, yo, I want to talk about EBITDA. So I'm like, what? Like, okay, yeah, let's do that. Like he's tapped in, tapped <laughs> shout in. Out. Shout, shout out to him, shout a businessman. He's one of the smartest. He's oh. one of the smartest. Absolutely. People in the game. He's one of the smartest one. He's like a he's like a soldier boy. Like people might not fully appreciate what he's, what he's done business wise, yeah, yeah, but yeah. And he's heavy in tech. Now he's heavy in everything. Yeah, yeah. That boy is a genius, man. Yes. Shout out to Ray J, man. Everybody um, is in the business of making more money. And if you are, you have to like please just to end here. Study small business. Study how they grow to medium sized, then large. Study the angel space, private equity, venture capital, public markets. Then study international markets. And if you really want to be really technical, go back to the 1400s, 1500s through now to see every cycle of every boom, every bust. And you're going to see the same correlations. It may take you eight weeks to do so. If you do so, there's not a business that you can't enter that you can't provide value to. Like, yeah. don't underestimate Soldier, 2 Chains, Ross, and you're judging by Gucci. Some of these people with less intellectual aptitude have net worths that are incredible. St. Waka, I won't say what he has in crypto. Whew. Never needs to release another project. Outside looking in, you will say, he's not that intelligent. Hundreds of thousands of coins. And some of the big boys too. Yeah. Master, master this game, please. Yeah, Ernest, we love you, Red Panda fan, we love you. But before we go, I wanted to let you know about a great choice if you're looking to bank or invest. Ally is a leading digital financial service company with passionate customer service, innovative financial solutions, and are relentlessly focused on doing it right for both customers and our communities. Get with Ally so you can save, invest, and spend on the things that matter to you most. For everything we need, we're all better off with an Ally. Shout out to them. Please go look at their chart. Like I said, they will be reporting earnings on Friday. And we know that the work that they're trying to, they're not trying, but they're actually doing inside of our communities. Um, and we've been fortunate to do some stuff with them and have some, some more stuff that we're going to be doing with them in the future. So shout out to them. Yeah. I, I get a grade on the drip report. I pass or what? Oh, no, nah, no. Nah, I like that sweater. That's, that's all. Yo, that's all. That's all. Oh, wait. I got, so I got to do this because Mike, shout out to Mike. I know he's watching. He said, yo, Troy, I finally got a shoe on your shelf. So just because Yeezy was running around LA, we, we just didn't run into him. We put the Yeezys up. The Wave Runners? The Wave Runners, yeah, 700. So Mike, you finally have a shoe that made it to the shelf. Shout out to Yeezy. That'll be the last one. <laughs> shout out to Yeezy. Yeah. Um, shout out to Criminal Minded. Shout out to the Bronx. Shout out to the Chronic. Shout out to the Chronic. That was my West Coast tribute. I was watching the video Music Box uh, documentary on Showtime that Nas did, Massive Pill Productions. Incredible. Um, and it made me remember why I fell in love with hip hop. And it was this album right here, specifically the bridges over with the B side of South Bronx. 
So shout out to KRS-One. Still a guy that I need to meet. Um, I've never met him in person, but I would love to. So if anybody could connect that, that'd be great. Thanks. Tomorrow, Earn Your Leisure, big episode. We got Nikki Saunders, Fire. content creators. You need to tap in. If you're a business owner, if you're an aspiring entrepreneur, artist, anything, anything, man, you need to tap in, learn, learn how to, you know, monetize your platform, learn how to build your platform, learn how to create content. It should be a course in college. It is a skill within itself. Content creation is not easy. It is extremely mm -hmm. hard. Um, so you need as much information as you can. So that's over an hour of useful information. So tap in tomorrow, eight o'clock. That's a big announcement's coming. We're going to save that for next week. Perhaps, perhaps, yeah. perhaps. perhaps. You want to do the marketing stuff next week too? And tie in and playoff? Uh, yeah, we could do that. We could do yeah. that for sure. Do that. Yeah, we in the mean. T anyone? Still. 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 No, still. Still. Still in the meeting. Shout out to Khaled. <laughs> crumpets. Um, real quick. T, T and Crumpets. I, I want one announcement so they know so they don't blow y'all up. Man, Happy Herbalist, Matt Riches, T Happer, B Roper 88, Real Live ENT, J Will, King's Top, and Mike Math are the winners of Cash Up tonight. Once I finish Stock Club call which will be 15 minutes. Uh, I'll bless you guys and take care of it. There you have it. There yeah. you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. y'all be good. Call somebody. Tap in. Uh, check on your family. Check on your loved one. Check on your friends. Uh, and happy birthday to everybody out there. I saw a lot of birthdays today. I know D-Wade's birthday was today. Uh, so a bunch of people. So well, if, you, if it's your birthday week, tap in. Happy hey, birthday. ATL, we on our way. Right after this. We'll see y'all. Love is love. I may need to make an appearance. Uh oh, gotta pull up. Uh oh, gotta pull up. I got, I got some other sweats with some buttons on them. Bottle Wars Part Two. Let's go. Let's go. More bottles. Love y'all. All right, y'all. Jan, peace. Peace. Love is love, y'all. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.